Just like that, the final hour is here. The Friday edition is here. Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow across the Outkick Network. Albert Hainsworth is here joining us live on site for the 6th NP Grand Prix, benefiting Best Buddies of Tennessee. Bestbuddies.org is where you can find out more information on how they're helping build friendships, jobs, leadership development, and more for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. It's the second annual 6th and P Grand Prix with the Music City Grand Prix later this weekend and all the events with IndyCar. Here we are yet again. Big Al helped me do this last, last year. Thank you for doing it again. Good to see oh, you, yeah. man. Good to see you. Uh, we've got the, the main racers here ready to go. We've got the, the chance for a trophy to hoist the trophy at the 6th and P Grand Prix. Let's get it going. You want to place a bet on this? We'll get this going. If, are we, are yeah, you? I might. Uh, uh, let's see. I, uh, what do y'all think? I'm thinking. Robin? I'm going to be. I'm gonna, Robin? Lucy? Or, I'm going to have to go with the guys. <laughs> hey, you got, you got strength in that beard, bro. Is it one lap or two? Three laps now. Oh, well, Good. We, Three we might, laps we might, we might to win the championship, <laughs> the, music, the Music City Grand Prix. This is the real trophy, the 6th and P Grand Prix, all to benefit Best Buddies. Thanks to everyone who has donated and helped raise money for a great event. We love doing it here with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine, and we'll count it down. In three, two, one, go. We are underway. All right. So we'll step aside. Oh, the beard is in so, the back. The beard uh, is in the we back. don't have uh, Chad here today. Uh, Chad yeah. was excellent at this with Sleepy Danny from our staff uh, last year. The, oh, key on the, the key on the corner, if I can move out of the way for the camera, what? is this turn as they go outside. Lucy oh, in, the, in the lead. Yes, she is. She has it. So, hey, I would be aggressive here. Oh, hey. I, would be, I would be looking to wreck people. It's like a go-kart race. Right. Yeah, you should. But they're not catching up. Yeah, Beard. Uh, hang it. It's a woman's world. The lady there in the back. Go. Oh, there we go. All right, well, let's see who started number one. Don't spin out again, dude. We got to get the uh, the aggressive, oh. the yeah. aggressive driving going. We got one lap coming up. One more lap, right? One more, I believe. That's two. All right. So one more. Is that? It's three. That was only two laps, right? Oh, was it three? It was three laps. That was that Lucy. was quick. Lucy's All winning right. the trophy. Yes, we got Will Macon, the director of Best Buddies here, and it stays in in great hands. Yes, absolutely. Good so, job, Lucy. I, I've said six of the Peabody. They, they need to put the the trophy on on the bar for tips. That's yep. got to be the draw, right? <laughs> that does. Hey, you, you, you disappointed me, guy. <laughs> you really disappointed me. There's no power in that beard. Cut pull, it this, off. pull this chair over here. How you been, man? Good, brother. Have you seen all the craziness with college football today? Oregon and Washington official to the Big Ten in 2024, so they'll leave and go with USC and UCLA. Oh, really? Well, try to make it somewhat interesting. I mean, that's a we don't really watch that kind of conference. You know? <laughs> well, no one's going to now. They don't have a TV agreement. Yeah, I mean, we, we watch, you know, <laughs> rather watch high school football, and then we go to the SEC on Saturday, right? What do you think about Texas and Oklahoma joining next hey, year? Good, good luck to them. You know, it's not, uh, I mean, like, like I said, everybody knows in the SEC, 
it is. Yeah, it's any day uh, anybody can be beat, and it's not a it's not a powder puff conference. You know, it's not like an ACC where you only have two or three. Uh, you know, teams that's going to dominate. Everybody is a great team, and they're going to beat you up. Well, and, I, and nowadays it's more about. It's not about the competition as much as just being a part of the haves and the have-nots. You know, the, the money. SEC's headed to ESPN and ABC, and then you've got uh, Big Ten next year. They'll be aligned with uh, Fox, CBS, and NBC. Mm -hmm. And then everyone else is kind of fighting for the rest of, and that includes the ACC. Florida State's chirping that they want out. Um, I think the SEC should get involved with uh, FSU and Clemson. I don't know how you feel about that, but I mean, if you're looking at brands, yeah. those are the two you want for football. I'd love, yeah, love Clemson to come over because, you know, they're going to be that, that powerhouse in the ACC yeah. and yeah. going to win the ACC. Uh, but, like, you know, before all that, the, like, really the money, like, even in my days, I mean, it was like 20 years ago, uh, we were, you know, more than 20 years ago now. But it, it was, it was a, a dominant conference. Like, I mean, Alabama wasn't Alabama, but then you have Florida, you had Georgia. Yeah. You know, we had, um, I'm trying to think who else was, uh, like, dominant. LSU, you know, like, and Alabama was still there. So we, we had, like, some dominant conference, and they continued that over the years. And you've seen, like, reigns of, like, Alabama was uh, saving coming there and, and winning. And, you know, Tennessee was right there, like, uh, my years. And then um, and now you say Alabama. Now you're starting to see Georgia. Georgia's like, dominant. Yeah. It's crazy. It's turning it over. So, like, it's, it's just, like, now the, the TV has followed the good football. And now it's about the money. But, like, everybody was always like, hey, the SEC. We always say that. All guys out of the SEC like, yeah, the SEC is the most closest thing to the NFL. And now it's absolutely proven and everybody's trying to come yep. into the second coming of the NFL. And the, the college football playoff is expanding. You're right. The, the super conference is coming too. How much money would you have made just spitballing here in NIL if you had it in 2001 before you uh, came out early and went to the NFL draft? Ooh. Have you thought about uh, that? Uh, I mean back then yeah, I don't know about how much it would have been like actually dollar-wise, but if it's like this day and age, like if I can go back, yeah, and, and go play, oh yeah, I'm getting me, uh, I'm gonna get me some good money, you know, being a, being, being I mean, an all-American and all that stuff that, that I did, yeah, absolutely, I'm gonna get. I've, I've heard about the car million. you drove on campus. Chad's told me, which is epic. You've told the story uh, live on yeah, air too. Yes. but but uh, did you see Spencer Rattler, quarterback at South Carolina, is driving a G wagon? Wow. And no one bats an eye at it because it's all on the up and up. I mean, it's legal now. They, the, the yeah, players I, can do it. Absolutely. I probably had a Urus or, you know, I don't know, give me a Bugatti <laughs> something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> me and John, you know, is, is the best. Oh, John Henderson. Yeah, the best D-line in, in the in college history. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to be. We're going to have, like, something matching or something. What? How many cars did you have at one point in any given year? throughout your career uh including old cars yeah uh probably 17 18 I'd say at one time car. yeah I, I like i have a lot of old cars still so how many do you have now them. compared to them uh i think i got about nine i still have all my old cars oh you do so yeah. no impulse buys or was it you know what I mean? Like, no, no, they uh, they hold value. So like, uh, I still have my first car I ever bought, our first old car I ever bought, 
is a 65 uh, Chevy Impala uh, convertible with a 396, all matching numbers. They asked me what car you'd be in. I'm like, I have no idea because uh, I remember I'm, you have you have plenty in the garage. Yeah, I'm driving my GLS 63. All right. Yep. Uh, see, like now, that's what I learned is like I don't buy a whole lot of new cars because they lose value, but I will buy old cars and because they they hold value. Albert Hainsworth with us on Hot Mike with Hunt and Withrow Friday edition uh, live at Sixth and Peabody. Um, you, you told the story. If you could go back, you wouldn't take the $100 million offer from Washington. You were, at, you were offered more in Tampa, I believe. You turned that down to go to Washington. And um, I, I've often thought about why you feel that way. Because we're, I'm, in a, I'm looking at all the storylines across the NFL now, and everyone's trying to get theirs instead of you know, trying to band together and drive up the market price, you know? Especially at running back now, which is, oh, yeah. uh, there's a big drop off. But at the time, uh, you set the mark with that money from Washington and you turned down Tampa. Why? Well, because like, like I, I told you last year, like it wasn't about the money. It was, it was about like, because uh, we were doing great things here with the Titans. Yep. And of course, uh, you're, they, you're a defensive player of the year. Yeah. They, they didn't want to like really step up and, um, you know, and, and give me a, a big contract. So I was just like, all right, well, I'm going to go somewhere and I thought, like, just my skills, I can go somewhere. And it's going to be uh, you know, great. And then, like, I'm going to a large market. So that's what I wanted to go to, a large market. And, uh, you know, at, at D.C., it was the 10th largest market in the world. So I was like, hey, play like this for, play with my normal self for three, four years. And then, hey, uh, retire and then Hall of Fame. And then, you, then you've got your, and you were on that pace. You've, uh, based on your play the last two years, three years here in Tennessee, you're tearing it up. Mm. You know, um, but you would turn it down now. You would stay and take the offer you received, the low ball here compared to the other two. No, I just would have um, found a way. I would have. I wanted to kind of do what the guys do now. See, now you see guys that they'll go on visits, but they're not signing. Yeah. You know, so like I would have taken that, and I would have just told my agent to chill out because he was like, "Hey, you gotta go because they're gonna be all this money's gonna dry yeah. up and all this stuff." So I was like, "Nah, just chill out. I'm gonna." I'm gonna do that. So I would have Tennessee make an offer, like uh, they had put out there. They said they weren't, they weren't giving me, they wouldn't give me the, uh, the hundred million, but they would give me uh, twenty million less. I was like, if they gave me eighty million dollar deal, hundred percent, I'm retiring a Titan. Did you get anything more than the guarantee of that deal in did, Washington? You said, did I get any more? Did the, the fully guarantee was no, it hundred million? Yeah, I got the the forty one. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, that's the key. I, I wish more uh, – Lamar Jackson tried to do this whenever he was talking about his contract. I wish – it starts with the quarterbacks. If you want the fully guarantee the way Watson got it, mm -hmm. you've got to have the quarterbacks be uh, unified in that. And I, I wouldn't turn down $250 million or whatever they're getting now, but at some point if you want what Watson received in Cleveland and the owners aren't going to pay it, you have to force their hand and have the superstar guys say – Pay us what you just paid this dude. But then, you know, yeah, you have to literally have everybody, everybody. On, you know, on, on board. Uh, I mean, just kind of like the NBA, like how they, they do it. Like theirs are all fully guaranteed. You know, I mean, what, uh, Jalen Brown has got that, like, yeah. 300. He's the first $300 million player. $300 million player, like, it's and guaranteed. This, and, the, and, the, yeah, I know, and the cap continues to go up. Like yeah. where it is in 2024 is going to be over $200 million cap for what, 15 players on an active roster? Yeah. 
I mean, so Boston's looking in the long term with that, thinking, oh, this is going to, you know, we're going to look back on this contract and think, oh, yeah, this is, you know, Mike Conley's deal from a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, I mean, $300 million in five years. Yes. <laughs> that is crazy. That's insane. So, like, the guys that they're getting now at the NFL, I mean, five-year deal, like, mine's seven-year deal. I signed this in my year eight. Yep. You know, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, to play 15 years solid in the, in the NFL, like, no. But if they would have gave me, like, I would have taken a shorter contract with, like, maybe, a, like, a five years, like. Or three. You yeah. Know, you can cash uh, back three in. or four. Yeah, maybe, like, a, yeah, three or four. I'd probably do a four and then, like, been done. You, you wish you had done a one based on your relationship with Shanahan. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not with Dan. Oh, it was Shanahan. With Mike yes. in Washington. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, Mike. Yeah, it guy's awful. Uh, after dominating uh, for years, he, he told Haynesworth, uh, hey, uh, grab the guard or center and let, let the linebackers roam and get freed up. Yeah. Like, That's not the way to go about yeah. using Albert Haynesworth. Yeah, don't want me to get any sacks. <laughs> no sacks. Don't get sacks. If I have more than one or two sacks a year, he's going to be pissed. Um, yeah. I don't know if I want to burn. I'm going to talk Dan Snyder with you if I can. Yeah. Uh, can you stick around for another segment yeah, coming absolutely. out? Absolutely. Um, your thoughts. I want to get. I want to tease that. But your thoughts on Jeremy Pruitt becoming a PE teacher in, <laughs> in Alabama now? You know, like that was shocking. And <laughs> it's like I, a family I, deal there. It's, I think his sister and his father are at the school. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, I like Jeremy Pruitt. I, I like his hard nose. He's a football nosedness. guy. He, he was a football guy. He was a guy from Alabama, and I, I'm going to say it. Al, he took Alabama's way and brought it to freaking uh, Tennessee. No doubt. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, but that's what Alabama's been doing. You know, like, uh, how you think? He didn't learn it on his own randomly. It's the first time head right, coach. Right, So, like, he's been doing that, and now he, like, he comes in, and Tennessee's like, oh, no, no, you know. But that's what they brought from Alabama. So, it's no shocker. No shocker. No shot. Uh, imagine what the shocker he got caught. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, he made it so easy. That was his problem. Yeah. He didn't follow whatever Bama's doing right in that regard. Well, they pay That's everybody. That's what you're saying. They pay everybody. Well, there's no whistleblowers in Bama. Apparently, there are too many in Knoxville. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what? So. At, you were not on board at first because T didn't get the job, T Martin. Mm -hmm. You have to love, though, where they are now and what Heupel's done. He's yeah. impressed me. I was not expecting this to be a quick turnaround, and he's done it with what he inherited to begin with. He, I haven't heard him make an excuse. Absolutely. And, and I told him, uh, we've sat down many a times. Uh, I took him to dinner, and uh, I was like, hey, I'm not against you yeah. at all. You know, I'm just like how the university has been – you know, treating players and things like that, you know, or former players that are, or former, uh, like, coaches and also in the upper, upper management. So Because there was a, a string of years there, Butch Jones, I believe, where it was tough for players to get in to just watch a practice, alumni oh, yeah. guys. Was it Butch or was it? That, yeah, that was Butch. Uh, that was also, what's his name, the guy, uh, his dad was good. Uh, what's his name? Dooley. Yeah. Oh, Derek Dooley. Like, yeah. Like that guy. Like, it's, it's, it's just ridiculous. But we had. Yeah, but Butch was trying to turn it around for the PR aspect of it. Yeah, but we had, senior, we had senior uh, manager, or senior uh, staff. I'm trying to think of what the, uh, the term is, like Conjures Holloway and, 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 and Gerald Harrison. The director of the ball 
club or the ball uh, yeah, alumni. Yeah, like, why weren't they like considered for ads? Not like yeah. all these guys, you know, and all like look at these ladies, you know, like just going out and, and getting like the coaches at. Uh, I mean, how many how many lady balls are now head coaches at other universities? Why not like I mean black lady balls that really did a lot for the university, and why they don't get a shot to coach the balls. No complaints with Heupel, though. The results are there. Yeah, I love Heupel. So I know, I know. Great. Uh, coming up, Albert Hainsworth on his relationship and interactions with Daniel Snyder. <laughs> I can't wait for this. It's next in Hot Mike with Hunter Withrow across the Outkick Network. Glad you're with us. Live from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. The 6th and P Grand Prix has wrapped up. All to benefit Best Buddies. Uh, BestBuddies.org to learn more about their great organization and what they're doing for those in our community. Albert Hainsworth joins me live on site here on stage uh, out here uh, with Yeehaw and Old Smoky. Um, had you not gone to Tennessee, because you're out of South Carolina, what was the second option for you? Uh, you want to be honest? The the first option at first was Georgia. First option. Mm -hmm. And what happened there? How did you not end up there? It, it just looked too good to be true. What gave it away? Just the whole everything. I mean, it was just like, you know. When I don't every, think I knew this. Everything, yeah, everything just, it looked just too good. Like it just, it just was like. Did you trust Fulmer more? Was that it, or was? Yeah, I know. I definitely trust Coach Fulmer and, and Coach Brooks, and uh, and I, I love Miss Jackson. Mm -hmm. She was like a mom figure. He'll come up and everybody, because my mom, she stays in the background. So Miss Jackson is at my school at uh, my high school, and I was like, "Oh, is that your mom?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, this is Miss Jackson from Tennessee, you know, from UT. So. Uh, yeah, it was just it, Georgia just looked too good. The visit was was too great. Uh, I mean, it was just yeah. How many was, visits did you take? Uh, four. I went to uh, Georgia first. Actually, yeah, Georgia was my first uh, visit, and actually they were playing UT. Okay. They were playing the Vols. Uh, of course, they lost. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, so then my second visit is uh, the Tennessee. And they're playing uh, Alabama. Of course, they won. And okay. then third was uh, Penn State. Uh, I don't know who they were playing, but it was just, uh, I mean, I, I love white people, but, damn, it was, like, <laughs> way too many, man. Was, They've got the white out there. Oh, it was insane. I was just who like. Who were they playing? Oh, you couldn't remember? I couldn't remember, but uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I couldn't remember. But, so it was Penn State. Yeah, and it was, yeah. Mm. So you said no uh, immediately. Right. Paterno. And, yeah, yeah. And, and I was, like, watching him. My most amazing thing about that visit was uh, how big his eyes were in those glasses. Like, those, those glasses, like, bottle caps. So I was just like. Magnifying glasses. Oh, yeah. They look like he's, like, <laughs> looking through me. Like, you could see, like, his eyelash <laughs> blink. And that was just insane. So we're in his office. And his office is huge and, and dark and all that stuff. No, you just. It was like an owl. <laughs> like an owl was looking at me. So. And then Georgia Tech. Uh, okay. Don't know why, but. You Just know. because you, uh, they offered you a trip to Atlanta. Yeah. Well, I should have <laughs> went to Hawaii or something, <laughs> if that was the case. Uh, so uh, after leaving the Titans, you, you take the deal with Washington and the Redskins. 
what was it like to be around Daniel Snyder? I'm sure it only happened a few times. Maybe I'm wrong in that assumption. Yeah. But yeah. He, he's the one that gave you the deal. No, you know, like with Dan, I, I talked to him like at least once a week. I go to his really? office and talk. Yeah, we were, it was like super cool. So everybody like, oh, Dan's, uh, you know, an a-hole, whatever. But he's not. No, he, he's not. He's, and, and then like his thing, and everybody's like, oh, he ruins, he ruins um, Washington, D.C. You know, he ruins the skins. Like this guy, who he was, is he absolutely loved the Redskins. I mean, he's, he's like watching every practice. He's, you know, doing all that stuff. But the thing about Dan, like he doesn't, he didn't know a ton about football like that. And so what he would do, like I call him, and I'd say this to his face, like he was, he's a billionaire fantasy footballer. So imagine you have billions of dollars and you own a football team and what you see all the NFL, you're like, boom, oh, that's a great play. I'm going to get him, I'm going to get him, I'm going to get him, I'm going to get him. That's what Steve Cohen just did with the Mets. Well, who did it? Yeah. yeah, the owner of the Mets, they spent a ton. Yeah. Uh, $330 million on their payroll, highest in baseball, paying a $130 million luxury tax because of that. Yeah. But so, that hit me. He's putting together an all-star team, and they didn't win. Right. So and that team didn't either. Yeah, it's the same thing. So it's like you gotta, you got to have the, you gotta have the uh, dynamics between the team, the coaches. you got to have the right coaches to – be able to put that together and you can't just go do that you can't I mean you can buy you know get a few players and stuff like that but you also have to build within the draft you know like uh, some trades and you know just kind of getting those guys and getting that dynamic together you gotta have some patience yeah like I mean in that locker room it was a joke like I mean guys are just they're just joking like I mean I got a, a couple guys I still like talk to but most of them are trash like, like they got their yeah. they got their check and they were done kind of thing. Oh, dude, they'd be like talking about in the, in the coming out in the tunnel, uh, what club they going to, and they got a <laughs> table. I'm just like, ah, oh, it was just, it was whack. And it's bottle the service. Be, it's the ones that be like chirping, try to talk about me. You know, I'm just like, dude, I could call you out about all the stuff you guys are doing. You know, so like, don't even don't even uh, like bring my name into it. Yeah, it's all them like D'Angelo Hall, like. Uh, I see, like, like Clint Portis, like, freaking, mm. uh, what's that, Cooley or whatever. Chris Cooley. Yeah. Dude, it was just, uh, they're, they're a joke. Like, they belong in Washington because they are what that team represented back then, which is trash. And they and they just got their paycheck and, and oh, uh, yeah, it was time to go party and blow trash it. Trash and, yeah, blow it and, and all on the plane, everything like that. Like, they were just, they were trash. On the plane. So they would have never survived it in Nashville. They would never survive. They would have been off the team. They probably wouldn't even, yeah. Oh, you're saying the discipline as well. Oh, God. Like, they, no way. So was Shanahan like that in Denver? I don't remember him being like that in Denver. Oh, man. You know, Shanahan, why do you think, why do you think, I'll just give you some tidbits. Why do you think John Elway didn't come back to, come back to uh, Denver until he was gone? To be a part of the team. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, of Shanahan. He didn't like Shanahan. Like, like, like Shanahan didn't offer him a contract after the second Super Bowl. Shanahan thought he could do it himself. He thought he could do it himself. So he does it. And, and, and uh, I don't know if Elway will come out and say it, but, like, I know. I know some people that have told me the, like, absolute truth. Like, he did not offer Elway a contract after winning the Super Bowl because Elway went back and said, hey, I'll come back for the minimum. 
because we got almost the same guys and we could do it again. And so they went into the Super Bowl, and the, the storyline was this is his farewell. He got his second when you had the, you know, you had the, uh, you had the propeller touchdown, you know, yeah. where he yeah. spun around. But still. Like, like a helicopter. He thought he'd do it again. He's like, I'll come back for the minute. Do, do you think that's what happened with Belichick and Brady? No. I, I, think it was, I think it's like other stuff. They have a great relationship. Like, I mean, there they're are two like minds as far as, like, their discipline and, and the way they see football. I think it was other stuff that was, like, getting in interference. Mm. You know, one thing, a lot of things that really helped Tom, like, be Tom is Alex, his guy Alex. Alex and, Guerrero, who yeah. was not allowed to be in the facility at the end. And, yeah. He had, his own, he had his own deal down the yeah. street or whatever, right? No, he had it. Yeah, he had it actually when I was there. He had it in the facility. But then he, I think he was kicked out, though. Yeah, and that's a big. That's like a Mike Moo back in the day. Yeah, that's a huge no-no, like <laughs> with Tom, because he did everything. And then players were going to, the players were going to Alex more than they're going to the trainers. Yeah. And I think the trainers are one that like really kind of forced that breakup. They got in Bill's ear, and the rest is history about getting him out of there. Yeah, like hey, it's either us or him. And then, uh, by the way, I was on the board. I was on, I was there with Titans Radio when Brady played his final game and started when the Titans beat them in the playoffs. Um, final game in Foxborough, and it looked like he was done. I mean, he, the guy that went to Tampa was not the guy playing in 2019, and that the way he turned it around, man, and then went on to win oh, that yeah. Super Bowl the next year yeah. is incredible. He's the goat. Yeah, and, and and don't be shocked if you see him this year too. In Tampa? Nope. Vegas? Nope. Where? Miami. Let, oh, okay. let, let, Tua, so, okay. let Tua go down this early. This is a great theory because I'm wondering why they didn't do more in the backup role. You know, they had Bridgewater. Now they have Mike White, the backup who they didn't even want to play over Zach Wilson mm -hmm. to start the year last year in New York. And you think he's waiting on another concussion to Tua? Let, let, let Tua go down in the first week or two or three of the Well, they wanted him. You know, that they, they lost yeah. their first-round draft pick because of it. Yeah, but, like, they, they, you know, let him go down and don't see if the GOAT come back. That I'll, team is built for him. Look at it. Oh, it's perfect. Perfect for Tom. But why not go ahead and do it? No, he, he don't want to call that controversy. You know, two is the guy. But if he go down. He's not the guy Brady wants to be there. Huh? He's not the guy Brady wants to be there. The controversy yeah. was the tampering involved. Yeah. Well, I mean, ago. that all killed everything. Yeah. That was all going to happen. Well, and I haven't heard it be, be official that the Raiders my, uh, part ownership of the team or whatever. has been. Has, I don't, it was announced, but I don't think it's official. Official? And Yeah, okay. It, it's I'll not, nothing going to happen. I want him back in the league, so I'm, I'll buy into that. What do you think right. Rodgers does in New York? He's a different Aaron dude Rogers now. Gonna be, he's going to be He's going to be. hellacious in New York. And then, you know, I'm going to see the Jets come back. I haven't seen him this energized in a long time. He was oh, yeah. always playing the money game the last couple of seasons with Green mm -hmm. Bay, and they paid him, you know. And now he's taking a $35 million pay cut. I want to know what's really gone on behind the scenes there. Is like, is there like some behind-the-scenes agreement that he's going to have uh, a percentage of the team or something when he's done? That's illegal to put in a contract. Mm -hmm. But you don't – players don't take $35 million pay cuts and just say it was their idea. Pretty sure there was something else that's going to go on. Got to be. I don't know about. I don't know about like 35 million. Take a pay cut of 35 million, and give you part of the team. Like what? I, well, no. To do a it now. Quarter of a point. To do it now. Right. 
but then after the career, you've got a chance to buy in or whatever, which is very hard to come by in this day and age for players. Well, Le LeBron probably, can do it, but. Yeah, well, Aaron's not, I don't, I don't think he's uh, about the money like that. Well, I'm, that's just a. He uh, was in, in, in Green Bay because he wasn't happy, so he's like, I'm going to get every dime I'm supposed to get. But, like, now it's just like, hey, I'll take it. He probably got 200 sitting in cash. Um, oh, he's got, I think he's made 300 plus in his career. But I'm saying he's going to probably yeah. literally have um, 200. You cash. mentioned Brady, it made me think of the yacht and the meetings that they had. Uh, in Miami. Um, he's got the legit yacht if he wanted. I'm sure he has one. Uh, of course, Miami, uh, the, the Dolphins organization, they're well represented on the water, too. I remember you telling me, uh, because you've got, you're, are you at yacht status or right below it? I can't remember which. Me? Yeah. I had a yacht for all those boys. Yeah, okay, it was <laughs> yacht. It's 70, yeah. it's 70 feet or more, right, yes. that makes it yeah. a yacht. Yeah. And I had a uh, First one was 75, second one was 80. That's it, 75. Yeah. And you're like, no, this is no like, yeah. big boat. This is a yacht. And I'm like, how do we determine 70 feet or more? 70 feet or more. And so now you have an 80-foot yacht? Yeah, no, I, I got rid of it. I live in here in Nashville. Where, where am I going to use that? Well, you had it on the on the river, I thought. Yeah, but I it? live here in Nashville oh, okay. now. Not no, you're not doing it on the Cumberland. Yeah, I'm not. No. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I, don't, I had a fountain how tough, what, how tough was it to, to sell? No, you always hear the, 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 the happiest days of a boat owner, the day you buy it, the day you sell it. No, because I love my I love my boat. I used it. I, I did everything I wanted to do on it, like where I wanted to go. I did everything. So I had no no uh, problem. Now, when I move back to Florida, I'll get another one. Final thing. most uh, You mentioned the uh, Redskins players burning money on Team Flash. You're mentioning Boo Ray in that and some other <laughs> games. Uh, most money you saw lost on a Team Flight. Uh, I think it was like 150 or 200,000 that they had to go like write a check. Was and it a guy who could afford it or a guy who was sweating it, trying to win what he lost back? Um, because that happens too. I mean, he was, uh, you know, he was a, like a, a known player. He made money, but you know, I, I'm sure like that's rough. 200 tax, you know, <laughs> after tax, like this is, to hand that over to another guy. You know, that's 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 different. NCAA's got, I think, future problems. Uh, games aren't. Uh, games have always been uh, rigged or fixed in some way. We've seen it what? in college hoops in, in, before. And well, basketball. Basketball. We've oh. seen it before in those scandals. Um, what but, the refs? Well, well, the the refs are another issue too. You're right. Um, but the players, right? Like, Iowa and their attorney general or their DA for the state is doing a massive investigation. They they found the Iowa State quarterback who has bet like 26 different times on athletic events at Iowa State, including he didn't play the game. It was Brock Purdy who started. But the game when they hosted Oklahoma State in, 20, in 2021, where Oklahoma State lost on a field goal 24-21, they, they were number seven in the country. So they've got that too. And I'm thinking, well, this is going on across the country. This is isn't just Iowa win? State. He was betting, betting to, win, to win. And there's a backup kicker at Iowa who took the under in a game uh, against Iowa State that same year. Kicker. Yeah. Gotta get rid of them. But uh, they've got to get a handle on At least he was betting that. for his team to win. Like, if you're betting your team to lose. Betting to on. win, yes. That's uh, just terrible. And, they're, they, you know, I don't think the mafia is involved on these betting apps, but the betting apps are turning guys in. Hey, good to see you as always, man. Jonathan, I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for all the, all the success uh, that uh, you've allowed me to be a part of, too. Just, huh. like, just by being in the room. 
and we got to get together on some of these businesses you're involved with right now. Yes, yes, I was definitely going to have something for you. That's going to be nice. That's coming to Nashville. Big Al once got really pissed at me because on my sheet that he had to read for radio, it said defensive end, and he crumbled it up. I could be that. And then he still did it, uh, <laughs> even though it didn't say defensive tackle. Thank you, man. Albert Hainsworth <laughs> has been our guest. We uh, give other headlines and updates you on what's going on with conference realignment and the news of the afternoon after a busy morning. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow rolls on right here across the Outkick Network. Glad you're with us in what's been a fast-paced Friday edition of Hot Mike with Hunter Withrow across the Outkick Network. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. We've got the champ, Lucy Colbert, joins us. Uh, checkered flag winner of the Sixth and P Grand Prix. Right on. You've got a little inside information because John Overby won last year. You were here for that. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you led start to finish. Congrats. Thank you so much. Um, today was really fun. I'm super happy that we got to do um, such a fun event for a very good cause, um, Old Smoky and Yeehaw Brewing. Um, John Overby. You, you were know, better. La last year, you I was looking at it like, you know, ooh, I could do that. Probably better. <laughs> and I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a more physical race last year because you were lapping the competition. Uh, <laughs> and it's all because of uh, the great uh, charity efforts uh, with Six and Peabody, with Old Smoky Moonshine, uh, and Yeehaw Brewing, and uh, the great work they're doing, and the great work that Best Buddies does uh, to help out those in our community. Bestbuddies.org is where you can learn more uh, about the great efforts that they do throughout the year, and the second annual Grand Prix will soon be the third annual Grand Prix. I'm so excited. Music City Grand Prix this weekend. It's coming back next year. Changing the course will be down Broadway, which will be awesome. Uh, and I think the this is a perfect place for, for the, uh, what, what is Preston calling it? The drift trikes or something? They're tricycles. They're, they're tricycles. Um, trike drift? I, I, I don't uh, know. He said something about that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong um, thing. I think this should be used to collect tips at the bar. Absolutely. It's not up there enough. We do have it up there every now and then. Um, the thing is, when we get a really big gust of wind, sometimes she'll... She'll like kick over sometimes. Well, everything falls in here when the wind comes in here. Everything does fall here, yeah. I would load up on the, the trophy. Use it to your advantage. I'm uh, so excited. Flaunt this. Or put I, I want to eat your, right, out of it. I want to drink out of put it. Put your laptop on top of it, whatever. Yes, yes. Make it into a little bongo. Uh, you're, you're back next year to defend this. Uh, oh, absolutely. They couldn't keep Congrats. me away. Thank you so much. Lucy's the champ. Uh, I'm jealous of this. This is uh, a fun event for a great cause. And now she gets to have bragging rights. It's better than a fantasy football championship. Yes. I don't know who finished last, but. Not me. <laughs> I, w I wouldn't want to do the, <laughs> the, uh, the punishment of whatever that is. Uh, and by the way, thanks to everybody who came out and, and supported this. It was a 20 or $25 deal where you could 20 raise bucks. 20 bucks. That went to Best Buddies, too. I know uh, Old Smokey and Yeehaw, they gave $2 from every tasting to Best Buddies. This has been, all in all, a huge success. Uh, thanks to the great uh, listeners uh, of the show that came and said hello, and also those that just visit Sixth of Peabody when you're in Music City, uh, especially all the Woo Girls who yeah. are here all Woo -woo. the time. Yes, yes. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you so much. We uh, got news, uh, plenty of news to chat about uh, with Oregon and Washington. Davey Hudson's about to swap places here and jump in because uh, the the conference expansion in the Big Ten. Where does it actually stop? They're now at 20 members. Uh, the Pac-12 
it is thought they'll be down to four existing members within their conference. Those would be after Arizona, who's headed to the Big 12. Arizona State and Utah, it sounds like, will be. And then there's Washington State, Oregon State, Cal, and Stanford. Are they just going to align with the Mountain West? That may be easier said than done, but also maybe easier because there's only four programs to really account for that you would be taking in based on the, the grant of rights and the TV money that you're talking about. Either way, it's not a power five now. It's a power four. I agree with Tim Brando and wanting to keep a power group together that's not just Big Ten and SEC. But the more and more you look at the horizon of power conference, super conference, and where we're going with the college football playoff, it feels as though that that's going to happen right after this two-year agreement is up with the expansion of the college football playoff, which goes into effect next year, just as all of these other moves do. And you're talking about that, huh? One of the other things to note is with these four programs in on the West Coast in USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington going to the Big Ten, ESPN now loses their four biggest programs on the West Coast. Yes, uh, for a bit, though, because they own the rights to the college football playoff. They would have those. You're right, though. I mean, and they, they do have the rights during bowl season. They do have the rights for, like, the Chick-fil-A kickoff, whatever, in, in Atlanta mm -hmm. at the Peach Bowl. Um, so I look at it from that angle, too. They'll still get that group. And they're also, I mean, they are getting the right of first refusal or the, the ability to make the first bid in whenever this new we, agreement comes th up. We think that's the case. We, we've not seen anything in writing to guarantee that that's well, the situation, but that, that usually is what happens. But I'll I, th give you that. I think they'll, they'll spread it out across the networks a lot like the NFL. You know, you're, I know yep. you're a proponent of the, the college version of the NFL model, yep. but that, I think it, you'll have the one super conference that will then distribute to all the networks, and you've got the product everywhere. We're, we're getting to that point. I know uh, Brando came on and was talking about people being an elitist. I'm going to fall into that camp. I love the idea that the college football is being more like the NFL. I don't think the passion is going to go away. I don't think the pageantry is going to go away. I do understand that you're going to lose some programs along the way uh, whenever we're looking now at, like, the Washington States, the Oregon States. While that's sad for them to go, I mean, that's just part of it. That's how this thing's gone. Yeah. If you look back at the beginning of time, the SEC, Tulane left the SEC, and it's like they're probably still hating that decision, but whenever you think of the SEC, you know what you don't think of now? Tulane. It's, it's part of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, it's, it's fun. I also wish the bowl games weren't diminished. Uh, I'm not a fan of all 60,000 bowls they have now. But the New Year's Day Bowls are an afterthought for me currently because I'm looking forward to New Year's Eve and the kickoff whenever that falls on the schedule. Or if, it's, if, if it is the Rose Bowl, if it is you know, a New Year's Day college football playoff game, I'm tuned into that instead of the, you know, the pageantry yes. of what that represented growing and, up. And how they do the bids moving forward would be an interesting thing to keep an eye on because, I mean, yeah. I mean even though the Rose Bowl, it's synonymous with the Pac-12, there's nothing for the Pac-12 with if you're the Rose Bowl at this point. I think it's cool that you're hosting the first round on college campuses. Very much That's so. the coolest addition to the expansion beyond just having possibly your favorite school get a chance. But ultimately, what is now a seven or 18 likelihood to make the college football playoff in four, you're really pushing that to about 16 yeah. for the 12. 
And, and do we eventually ever see, talking about the TV rights deals, we know Notre Dame, NBC, where that is set. But is, is Notre Dame deciding, you know what, I'm finally going to become a player here? I, I don't think they will. But, I mean, that, that can change a lot if the Big Ten's able to sway them to join. Uh, and then at, at that point, we, we know where Florida State is in their current rights and what they want. That They're going to want to jump ship now. Will the SEC take them? I think at that point, if you're the SEC, you have to think about expanding if you want to keep up with the Big Ten, if the Big Ten were to gather, or not gather, but claim Notre Dame and whatever this next round looks like. A couple of stories you sent me last night. So uh, Lil, Wayne is, is now, Lil Wayne is now sitting in with Skip Bayless. They're great friends. Yes. And he's now going to appear on Undisputed? He, he will. Uh, it's going to be a once-a-week thing, though. It's not the, uh, hey, we finally found Skip's new co-host. Lane, Lil Wayne's going to fill in like once a week. Once their show does get back, they're currently on the hiatus, as we know. Yeah. And so once that comes down. Uh, but, it, but it's one of those things. You look at people always saying um, Skip needs to go out and just find another white guy. Well, he actually got the, the exact opposite of, of that for at least his friend that's going to come on. And I, I think like I'll tune in to watch it whenever that happens. Yeah, and... It's, I mean, all, all signs point to Richard Sherman being the guy. Yeah. That, I, I, I know that the reports were that, that uh, Bayless has called him up and they've been talking about him doing that show. I think he would crush it. Yeah. I mean, you watched him uh, this past season on Amazon for all their pre- and post-game shows, and it, he's got the talent to do it. And I, I mean, obviously, with more practice, it'll, it'll be better. And just getting uh, that flow with, the, the, with Skip, I, I'm excited to see what they end up and, doing there. Uh, the, classic, the classic old first take segment where Richard Sherman is in the middle. You've got Stephen A. and Skip, and Sherman is just talking to Skip, saying, I'm more accomplished at life than you. Mm. That was, uh, they didn't like each other then. No, so, it, I mean, you can only imagine, but... I want, I want that on TV if, if I'm Bayless. Yeah, to keep I it mean, going. He, he's going to want that guy that's not going to actually just agree. agree. Right. I mean, that's he wants someone that he probably actually doesn't even want to be in the same room with, if you really think about it, because he knows what that's going to lead to for ratings. Now it can ultimately be a real burden on that other person. We saw at the end things were okay with him and, and Shannon, but it was contentious there for a while. Specifically, you go back and look at how things uh, unfolded after the DeMar Hamlin situation and what yeah. Skip ended up saying. So it's... Again, that's a situation hopefully we never see again. But it just goes to show, I mean, Skip's not going to hold back no matter what the topic matter is. And so can whoever he's debating against be able to take it? Because uh, uh, he's going to dish it. A lot of pretenders, uh, Stephen A. And, and Skip, are not that when it comes to that show. There are a lot of a lot of those that are trying to copy it that have not been successful. And I haven't seen anything lately, but, I mean, all signs were kind of pointing. At least they were teasing it, whether it was for real or not. But uh, Stephen A. Smith and Shannon Sharp. For first take, or are we going to get something on that front? Yeah, you, I, I thought we would hear something by now. Yeah. Um, before we get to uh, some ice cubes made for beer, which is a, a true thing, uh, Joe Thomas will be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame this weekend. Longtime Brown, loyal to Cleveland. Longevity there and on the field without missing plays for a vast majority, uh, nearly the entire career of what's a Hall of Fame left tackle. Here he is with Adam Schefter telling the story of Peyton Manning wanting him to force a trade to Denver during the Super Bowl era while Manning was there. There's a story out there that during the 2015 offseason, Peyton Manning called you and informed me that the Broncos were interested in trading for you and he mm -hmm. wanted you to force your way out of Cleveland. What happened during that recruitment process, Joe? So it's interesting. It, it actually happened right 
before the trade deadline. So this would have been like October during that season because yep. Ryan Clady was their all pro left tackle. He'd been injured. I think he tore his uh, patellar tendon or his Achilles. And so they were looking for a replacement because obviously they had a roster that went on to win the Super Bowl, but they were like, hey, Peyton, you're not exactly uh, a, a spring chicken anymore. <laughs> so we need somebody that's really solid that can block on your blind side. And so they kind of went back and forth with the Browns for a while. I think they found some reasonable trade compensation, but it was one of those things where I think Sashi Brown, Ray Farmer, maybe were GM president at the time. And I think uh, there was potentially a lot more downside of trading me since I was the longest tenured member and had, you know, some fair, fair amount of popularity within the Browns fan base. And so, uh, even though I think the draft compensation was fair, there was some trepidation about making that deal and being the one that, you know, sent me out of town. Um, and so I think what happened was Peyton realized like, Hey, the deal's there. Elway thinks it's fair. We, everybody thinks it's fair, but it's not going to happen unless Joe does something very drastic. And, uh, you know, it's not like I had a no trade clause or anything like that, but it was just a matter of, Hey, Joe, I think you should go up to your GM's office and uh, make a stink. Literally, I want you to go up there and pull your pants down and make a stink on his desk because that's the only way Cleveland is going to trade you. That's the only way you're going to be able to get out of town. And hey, by the way, buddy, you're my drinking buddy from the Pro Bowl. And I think we could win a Super Bowl this year. And, you know, he ended up winning the Super Bowl that year. So he wasn't wrong about the team that they had. But I'm really happy to be able to play my entire career uh, for the Cleveland Browns fans. And that, that matters. He did it for uh, the, the dog pound, and that, that's awesome. And there is uh, pretty boy Peyton asking Joe Thomas, <laughs> one of the more well-liked players in the National Football League, to demand a trade, to force his hand to get to Denver and win a title. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things, like, you talk about Joe and being loyal. I believe in his 11 seasons in Cleveland, they finished last in They're the awful. division in nine of those 11 seasons. So, uh, but I mean, Peyton, like, it, it's just great. Like, I love that that story is now told. And it's the exact opposite with Peyton to where it's, it's not a stink. Everything he touches now just turns to gold. And, yeah. I mean, quarterback, the show on Netflix is doing great. Monday Night Football is going to be coming back. And I'm sure him and Eli have got some great stuff covered for that. But, but yeah, I think it's, it's admirable to Thomas that, you know, you stuck it out whenever you, you very well could have gone and won a Super Bowl your, what would have been your final season. He mentioned grabbing some beers. Uh, Miller Lite has uh, introduced their own ice cubes, beer cubes. <laughs> I don't know why you would want ice in your beer, but they're small enough, Davey, and they're selling these ice trays at their site, the beer cubes yeah. through Miller Lite, small enough to go into a can or a long neck. It, it, I don't need the ice. Well, it, it's just—it's simply just beer frozen to give you more beer to cool down the warm beer. But if you're taking that long to drink a beer, you don't need to be drinking beer in the first place. We won't take long on the pitcher. We've got cold beer here with Yeehaw Beer, Old Smoky Moonshine as well. Thanks to the great staff of Outkick for making today's show happen. Thanks for joining us for Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow.